The Jet Set Breakfast with Michelle Constant. 20 past eight, we're going to Green School South Africa. They have been working for Zero Waste Week. It runs from Monday morning tomorrow, the 6th to the 10th of September. On the line is Bruce James. He's the head of gardens at the Green School South Africa. And he's been working on creating tips for a zero waste campus. And obviously these are tips that could happen in your own home, but they're also tips that could happen in a workspace or work environment if there is a garden. And uh, we thought it might be useful, given that we are going into Zero Waste Week, to think about what those tips are. Bruce, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning, Michelle. How are you? Well, I must say, I think to the, the idea of being head of gardens is always such a lovely thing, working uh, in diverse areas of a school, etc. Give us some of the tips that you are focusing on to try and achieve a Zero Waste Campus, specifically next week, but uh, in the future as well. Well, firstly, we compost all of our food and garden waste, and we see that as a very, very large portion of the away of a general waste waste stream. And it creates all that is created is quite bulky and it creates all the smell. And all the waste that we produce from our kitchens, we either compost directly, and if it's um, if it's cooked food, we then uh, ferment it with a bokashi bin and then add it to our compost compost system. So, and this compost is more sorted. Um, once it's composted, add it back into our gardens and have a process system model. Okay, Bruce, I'm not sure if you're moving around, but if you are, can you just uh, hold yourself still to the center of somewhere so that... Uh, no, I'm not moving. Okay, we'll, <clears throat> we'll just hopefully get it a little better. You know, you mentioned the Bokashi bin, and um, I'm sure lots of us don't know what a Bokashi bin is and how it works. Explain what it is and, and the process. Yeah, so the Bokashi bin is a bin where we use uh, our spent spring, spring bird yeast and it ferments cooked food. So we have a vegetarian kitchen at school, so we are quite fortunate that we don't, need, we don't create much um, fat or meat waste or anything like that, but a Bokashi bin is able to handle that. So we layer a Bokashi in the bottom of a bin and then we add food, cooked food, specifically cooked food, and then our drum or bin is full of food and the Bokashi. It then ferments for two weeks, and we have very no smell to it, and it makes it much more available to compost. And there's no our composting system. We're able to produce between six and eight cubic meters of compost a month, and we have very little smell. And and if one didn't have a bokashi bin, and and I'm not sure exactly what bokashi is, but maybe you could just explain that. Um, but if one didn't have a bin of this nature, is there another way that one could do that with cooked food? With cooked food, um, it's quite tough because um, cooked food is not really available. You can't really give to earthworms for vermicomposting. Um, Bokashi is a spent bird yeast. And it's oh. full of microbes and enzymes, and it can break down dairy, it can break down fats, um, and yeah, all those Bruce, uh, the second tip, of course, that you have for a zero-waste environment is the idea of engaging with recycling and waste companies to align with all your efforts. And this is absolutely critical because 
We don't, uh, we, you know, we're told, okay, separate your plastic from your, your paper, from your et cetera. But unless you're engaging with a recycling or waste company, it comes to naught. Yes, no, definitely. I mean, we set up a recycling center with all the best intentions, and this is what we were recycled into in all the grades. And when it came to um, once it was all full and the recycling provider came to collect, they actually told us otherwise. Actually, we can't be mixing egg boxes in with our cardboard. We all thought that cardboard was the same. If we mix too many egg boxes in with the cardboard, it can result in that whole bale of cardboard being essentially an handful. Egg boxes are the last stage of cardboard recycling. Wow. Um, it's the same thing with the PET bottles. I mean, those are very recyclable. Or your Coke bottles. You um, you can't mix, mix them with all of the containers if you buy your fresh fruit and for that. Those are also PET. It was, it was explained to us that that's going far lower grade and too much of that PET mixed with your Coke bottles and things can also make that whole batch um, useless and also takes too long for companies to separate and make it good enough. So it also ends up, it can end up in um, landfill if it's too contaminated. So um, would you would you suggest then that one engages with um, waste companies and recycling companies and, and have a conversation with them around what one should do? I mean, I didn't know that, for example, about egg, egg boxes. I would have always thought... You just throw the egg box into the cardboard container. Yes, I think some some um, smaller um, recycling companies would actually maybe spend some time um, separating, depending on how much quantity and volume it comes through. Um, they they get. We have um, we worked to, alongside Borland Waste, and they were very very um, accommodating, and they came and spent a good time, a chunk of time, in explaining to myself and to the staff to help to separate. And which is then been fed down through into the school about what is actually recyclable. And I think having those relationships is very, very important. Um, the reality of what is recyclable is, and, and what they say is recyclable, what's actually recyclable is quite scary. Um, and being able to send them through the right stuff and making sure that it's recyclable is, is a huge, huge, is huge importance. Yeah. If we go to uh, the, the, um, the issue of, of of those companies, those recyclable companies, and I'm even thinking of informal waste collectors. Absolutely yes. critical, I suppose, is this idea of bulk and how how much you can get to then yes. recycle. How does one then partner, and who would you? I mean, you you're with the Green School South mm. Africa. Who are you partnering with? But who else could one partner with? Yes, yeah, so we've obviously partnered with the parents in, the, in, in our in our school community. But then it's also partnered with restaurants, local restaurants, to bulk up our, say, our glass collections. Um, we didn't only collect, our, our school is, is fairly new and having an opened in February, so we only had about 130 children. Um, so we've also, having partnered with the rest local restaurants, we've able to increase our glass intake hugely. Um, so I think combining with in the local community um, and identifying ways students that could be sent to recycling rather than um, landfall. That's probably the best way of And uh, taking it further, step number four, you all talk about cutting down on printing to save paper. Yes, no, so what we discussed, just discovered in our um, research is that some schools um, can access 100,000 pages of paper a year. Wow. So, yeah, that's a huge, huge number. So we need to try and work, work way on, down on that. So, 
<clears throat> trying to think of the best, better way to, um, yeah, trying to be more aware of what you print and is it really necessary. And printing on double sides is also very, very important. Um, a lot of the paper is, is recyclable, but yeah, it's mm. trying to reduce before we need to recycle. Recycling is the last step in that, in that chain. Absolutely. In closing, I mean, and and this this is valuable in a school, and I think a lot about schools that are also looking at growing vegetables and and what they're teaching young pupils. I imagine that critical to to having a, a zero waste campus is this idea that you are including all these recycling activities as part of the curriculum. So it's not something on the outside of the mainstream curriculum, but that you can constantly engage it. You can engage it through biology, you could engage it through uh, geography, you could engage it through climate, etc., and the list goes on. How, yes. how is your school doing that? It's also definitely included into our daily routine. It's become, it's become a norm. It's not um, trying to start them and um, trying to introduce them in the from day one, we've had a zero waste policy. So in each classroom, you have different bins of paper and plastic. Um, and each learning learning neighborhood, in the kindergarten, in the primary, and in our dining room, we, there's a wheelbarrow that's all of our food waste. So any fruit you eat during the day um, that can be composted all goes into a wheelbarrow and then gets sent through to the composting system. And the kids are also included into this. So when they, when they are working in the garden, we need compost. The compost bin, the compost areas, just just down the just down the path, and you can see where where all our compost goes and comes from, where where all our waste is sent to, and where the compost is made and then brought back into the garden. Um, even even up in our coffee shop that we have at the school, we use all um, the waste that comes out of that, all the coffee grinds and any food waste as well. So it's become like a daily daily routine. It is the norm for our school, and um, I think it could definitely move into other schools. Bruce, you mentioned the fact that you've done lots of research on this and this is something that you're focusing on, zero waste on the campus of your school. Is the information that you have, information that you would be prepared to share with other schools and support them in the process moving forward? I definitely, we definitely would like to share the information we've gathered. Um, it's definitely taking some time and rather than having to go and search all the, all the information exactly. and making sure it's actually valid, we definitely... Um, be willing to share the information and we actually are putting together like a press release that will come out next week with a whole bunch of info and some of the service providers we use will be included in, in that in that message. So um, if people want to get hold of you and uh, maybe there's a teacher listening or a head or a principal of a school who's listening thinking this is something I could do in my school and I'd like to do in my school but uh, if uh, the research is done, let's do it. How can they um, get hold of you? Oh, well, it's probably be an email. You can hold me at Bruce at GreenSchoolSA. Fantastic. information and put you in contact with the right people. Fantastic. That's Bruce James, Head of Gardens at Green School South Africa. And if you are a teacher, maybe you're a pupil and you're listening to this and you're thinking, I would like my school to be a zero-waste campus, then why not email Bruce, bruce at greenschoolsa.co.za. 8.31, she's in the studio.